be willing to go with the flow and take something unexpected that you didn't expect to happen and make the absolute most out of it. I love Shania Twain. Yes. It's <laughs> so like a very easy one for me. Anytime her music plays, I'm like, hold up, Shania's playing. I need to listen to the Queen for a little while. Please and thank yeah. you. Welcome to Songwriter Trysts, an intimate podcast that is connecting songwriters from all over the world. I'm singer-songwriter Ray Lee. Music saved my life and I want to talk to other songwriters about the power of songwriting, talk about their journey and how they got to where they are today. This is a safe space to share stories, lessons and emotions, all the great things that build an amazing song. To support the podcast and follow our journey, you can find us on songwritertrysts.com. Welcome to A Songwriter Truce with Darian Lee. You're gorgeous. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and you. you've just released Blame It On Me. So I'm excited to talk about that and the music you've been releasing over the last few years. Let me start by asking you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and where you come from. Yeah, my name is Darian Lee. I'm a singer-songwriter originally out of Carlstadt, Minnesota, a very, very small town. Um, I moved to Nashville a year ago, a little over a year ago. How's that going? It's good. It's been really good, actually. I I don't think I could have asked for a smoother transition from moving in a very small town to moving to Nashville. What what was the um, catalyst to moving? Uh, For me, it was truly just the career. I had traveled back and forth for about four years before I moved. So it was kind of feeling like the very obvious next step for me. Cool. Well, I'm going to be there in two weeks, so I'm looking forward to oh, it. awesome. Any recommendations for people visiting Nashville? Ooh, I would definitely say if you've never been before, it's always good to check out Broadway, um, mainly because I play there. So <laughs> where, do, where do you play? I'll be um, staying just I, up the road from there. Yeah, I play at a few different bars. I play at Casa Rosa, Jason Aldean's, FGL House, Luke Bryan's, and as well as Tequila Cowboy. Okay, Uh, just a few. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just a handful. Yeah. Uh, There's so many, like, cool things that you can see. Honestly, even living here, I figured out that I still haven't seen everything, even what I thought that I had. There's always great tours that you can jump on and great food, so you can't go wrong. All right, side little travel tip. Let's keep going. So what happened after you moved to Nashville? Yeah, I honestly just started pursuing music even more here. It's really different living here versus traveling back and forth. Um, You're able to write a lot more continuously with people that live here, um, as well as just being around like-minded individuals, I think is really important. Um, It also pushes you to grow and to grow a lot faster. And just being able to really hone in on my craft has been Mm. really important. What do you think has been the biggest Um, change for you since the big move for me especially being from a small town it is definitely the size (laughs) (laughs) yeah fair enough all right so so why songwriting where did where did music and songwriting come from for you what was the inspiration 
I think for me, I've always been writing songs, even before I was even capable of understanding that I was writing songs. Mm -hmm. It was always little journal entries or diary entries, or I even watched a home video the other day where I was making up a song, basically narrating everything that I was doing in that exact moment. And I think that's just stood through throughout so much of my life. And I found it as an outlet. And now I just came from a riot right now. And it's, it's a really great way to connect with your inner self, but to also be able to find relativity with other people. Tear down, tear down every gift it's um it's another level of confidence and self-belief though to um go yeah. oh I think I can do this and I think it's worth sharing what was that process like for you how did that conversation happen with like your careers counselor and your parents and that sort of stuff yeah um it's always interesting because it can go one of very many ways but for me it was always a conversation that was filled with a lot of hope and support and, you know, with the thing with music is there's no, and with many paths, likewise, there's no clear path and no clear route that you're supposed to take. And so thankfully I've come upon, come upon many people that have been willing to help me and have given me their hand and opinions and what I should be doing. Um, and have helped steer me from things that might not have been as good. So yeah. it, I've just had a lot of great people in my life. Fair enough. So what is it that you uh, want to achieve with your music? And like, is there a core message? Do you feel like you're always writing songs about love or heartbreak? Where Where do you think you naturally flow to? Oh, man, a little bit in between. I think it's really expected that you write a lot of songs about heartbreak because we've all experienced it at some point in our life, maybe in a different fashion. But it can really be about anything. I mean, I was just writing a song with some friends of mine about where you thought you'd be in life and where you might not be yet and where other people are. Mm. And it, it's just so truly different every single time. And I think that what that is what keeps me falling in love with it every single time. Yeah, cool. Fair enough. And so you've done obviously a lot of co-writing. When did you first start co-writing with people and, and sort of doing your songwriting professionally? I had my first co-write in 2018. I had to think about that for a wow. second because it's a long time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. Who was it with? What was that like for your first time co-writing with someone? It was actually over Zoom or some sort of Zoom for then. It might have been FaceTime. Okay. Um, and it was with a friend musician from North Dakota, Brianna Helbling, over Zoom. Mm -hmm. We wrote a great song. Yeah. Any, any like... Being your first one, do you feel like there were any lessons that you learned straight away or um, did you find it really easy straight away to co-write? Or Because you would have been, you know, writing your whole life and then all of a sudden you've done a co-write. What was that like? It's definitely an adjustment, but it also pushes you in a way that you don't expect sometimes. 
-hmm. especially with how everyone has a different way that they write. It's Mm -hmm. a very intricate process and there's a lot of differing opinions sometimes and you learn how to come to some sort of conclusion to where you can get a song to where you want it to be together. Yeah. And honestly, no time has ever been the same. No co-write, no (laughs) personal write has ever been the same. Yeah, okay. And I think I learned a lot about how to approach co-writing from even just the first one. How how is that just the positive attitude of working together or something else? I think there's definitely a degree of that, but I think it's a lot of just listening and being willing to take it slower than you would initially anticipate. Yeah, cool. And tell me about Blame It On Me. Was that a co-write? Blame It On Me was actually one of the first ones for a while that I've released that I didn't write. It was written by my producer, Butter Mark Fortney, and his wife, Emily Fortney. Okay, so how did that come about? We were searching for the songs to record for this year, and I had two songs that I had written on that I really, really loved and felt very confident about. It was really kind of toying with the third one. I wasn't entirely sure. Mm-hmm. And he had approached me and said, I've had this song for a while. I think it'd be perfect for you. And I'm not just pitching it to you because I wrote on it. I'm pitching it to you because I think you could do something really cool with it. Yeah. And it it's so humbling to have people trust <laughs> you with their works of art because, yeah. you know, you put your heart and soul into it and then they allow you to put a little bit of a touch or a twist of your own style. And it's mm. very cool. And how did, how do you know when you're going to record someone else's song? How do you know it's the right fit for you? Like, is it just a feeling or was there something else that you kind of have to check on? For me, I've only done it a few times. Um, but anytime I've ever released a song that somebody else wrote, it's something that definitely is a feeling, but it's one of those things where I'm like, man, I wish I wrote that too. Like I wish I wrote (laughs) this is so cool. And it feels like I wrote it. It feels like I was a part of it. I can envision exactly where I've been at that point in life where that lyric fits into this scenario and thing that I've experienced and it just everything about it fits the perfect puzzle pieces and it just aligns just right yeah perfect and do you have any like snacks or drinks and things that you like to take into a co-write to help you get through the process oh I normally don't eat in a co-write but there is occasion where you need to walk away for a second Um, I'm very much a big fan of like a protein bar or really anything quick I can get my hands on. I'm definitely always trying to drink as much water as I can, maybe mm-hmm. a little coffee for some energy here and okay, there. Okay, fair enough. And tell me about your advice to someone who is learning to co-write. What would you say your number one advice to new songwriters out there who are going into a room with other people? What should they be prepared for? Oh, there's so many things that I was given as advice, but I would say the biggest thing is to be willing to go with the flow and take something unexpected that you didn't expect to happen and make the absolute most out of it. Oftentimes people will give you many rules to write and you need to have this, 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 and that. Um, I tend to try to veer away from those rules because I think the rules don't always make a song the best. And sometimes you have to be willing to push a little differently in order to get your art to where you want it to be. Because at the end of the day, it is a work of art in a song mm. and you have to do whatever it takes to make that song right. So truly, I would just say be willing to write about the hard things, the things that you know other people will relate to and be willing to push the rules a little bit because they'll bend here and there. 
That's quite a vulnerable thing to do. How do you find that? Is that something that came really easily to you or is it is this something that's happened that's helped you become more vulnerable in your co-writing or just songwriting in general? Yeah, I think because I started writing by myself so much, I very quickly attached vulnerability to my songs. Yeah. Um, especially because I don't think my first ever instinct was that I'd be releasing these songs. I think it was just truly a way of getting through whatever I was going through at the time. And it, it just doesn't feel true and organic to me to write a song that I don't relate to. And sometimes that happens to be really vulnerable or it just happens to be, you know, little points and lines that I'm like, I align with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, especially when you're writing a song that's somebody else's and something that they align with wholeheartedly. You won't always be able to understand what they went through, but you'll at least be able to see through their eyes and their situation the way that they felt. And I think it's just important to be able to make sure that you're writing songs that you might not always be able to relate the most to, um, but ones that you feel are important for other people that might relate to to hear. Yeah. You have mentioned a bit about writing not necessarily for releasing and being vulnerable in a way of expressing yourself and letting things out. What What is your journey? What was it that you were processing, you know, when you were doing this when you were younger at home? Um what was it helping you with? Oh, for me, I struggled in school a lot. So it could be writing a song that goes with the words to my spelling words for my nice. grade school that week. Like it, it went from a variety of that to typical high school things um, to just like your own thoughts that you get in sometimes and, and very much the battles that we all face. It was always very different and unique. So it sounds like you used it as like a diary therapeutic way of just with rhyming I guess <laughs> but but Absolutely. It, yeah which I totally did the same thing um I didn't share any music until you know 2020 but been writing my whole life and it it is it's a very vulnerable thing and I like how you said that you'd never you wrote the songs not thinking that they were going to be released it was just for you to deal with whatever you're dealing with at the moment and I totally relate to that most yeah. of my songs I've released were never meant to be heard by anyone and I think at the time if I had have thought someone was going to listen to it, I wouldn't have been as vulnerable. Do you okay. find that that's something that you um, feel is true for you? You weren't writing for someone and so therefore that wasn't even a, a consideration? For sure, for sure. Songs like 10,000 Miles for me were songs that I never anticipated anybody else to ever hear. I wrote it knowing I needed another single, but I also wrote it because I was in a moment of missing my person and wishing that they were there and mm. being very much so in that true raw and real emotion and just needing to get it all out on paper or out on your phone if you're typing it I guess but yeah I think it's those songs that you feel so deeply are also songs that other people feel deeply and it's very cool to be able to as a musician have the opportunity to release those songs and then hear that so many other people get it they've been there they feel it they relate to it mm. it's really beautiful to be able to create something that other people can lean on absolutely i um i don't know about you but like when i release music it is a an emotional roller coaster um especially <laughs> with some of those ones that are very vulnerable um sometimes I don't realise just how vulnerable I'm being until like the day of release or the day before. Um, and then it can be, you know, again, a roller coaster of do people like it and things like that. 
What do you right. do to manage your roller coaster of emotions? How how does it play out for you? What's that been like? It's always different. Sometimes <laughs> it's a hot mess moment. Sometimes it's, you know, tears writing down the lyrics so that people can also sing along to it or making a lyric video or sending it out and being like, hi, do you think this is good? And just mm. in hope that people's response is good. Um, I think it's all normal. At least mm. I try to tell myself it is, but... <laughs> It can be like a, a, <laughs> of, of stress, of like scared fear, and really, it's a roller coaster. Honestly, <laughs> fair enough. And and you can't make everyone happy, and um, everyone gets negativity from all sorts of places. Mm-hmm. How do you manage that? Like, what do you do for self care and um, to move past those the negative things that can come up that we can attach ourselves to? Yeah, I mean. Oftentimes it's easier said than done. And I've said it to people as well. And they've been like, don't worry about it. But very easily said, what, whoops, I don't know where I was going. <laughs> a lot easier to say than to actually do, yeah. um, especially when it's something that you've connected to. And, and obviously you've loved enough to release it for people. But for me, a lot of the times it's just, if this is the way that I felt and I liked it enough to record it, but they also didn't like it enough to say it. It to me, it's it's all relative. It's all things that everyone has a right to their own opinion and their own thoughts about it. And that's the best thing about art is that some people are gonna hate it and some people are gonna love it. Some people will fall somewhere in between. Um, but as long as you love it and you align with it and aligns with your artistry, I think that's where the most importance lies. I love that. That's beautiful. Tell me about your inspirations. If you could collaborate with anyone in the world, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Ooh, I always love these questions. Um, I love Shania Twain. Yes. It's <laughs> so like a very easy one for me. Anytime her music plays, I'm like, hold up, Shania's playing. I need to listen to the Queen for a little while, please. And thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, Harley Pierce is also one right now that I love. I've loved ever since I heard every little thing and she's been someone that I've really enjoyed listening to. There are so many that whenever I answer these questions, I'm like, man, I forgot this person later, or I wish I would have mentioned them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've grown up with so many different genres and styles of music too. So it can go anywhere from like Celine Dion to, I wish I could have just sat in a room with Whitney Houston. Like oh it can God. go. Yeah. Or, Absolutely. So tell me what's what's coming up next for you. You said you've recorded a few songs for this year. Uh, you're going to tour, you're going to get around. What's going on? Yeah, uh, I have a lot of exciting shows happening this summer, opening up for people that I'm not supposed to say yet. So <gasps> tell I'm, us, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> right. I'll spill the beads and I'll never get to play the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, let's not I jinx it. Say, yeah, yeah, I can't <laughs> say who yet, um, but trust when I say it's very exciting. Um, and I'm currently writing for the next single. So I'm looking forward to having something that I felt a lot more recently be released. Because a lot of the times I record quite a bit of time in advance because it allows for all the other things to fall into play. Um, but I think it'll be really cool to write something be like, that's it. That's the one. Let's go do it. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I've pretty much asked, like, I think a lot of my 
questions. I'm trying to think if I've forgotten any of the official questions I usually ask. But <laughs> I just want I want to give you space to sort of share. Is there anything that you would like to say? Um, most of the people are songwriters, but also this is a chance for people who like your music or people who are just meeting you to really get to know who you are and, and to, you know, find out more from you. Is there anything else mm-hmm. you'd like to share? Oh, man. Sometimes I feel like my music says about a lot more than I could ever say. It says everything, and sometimes it says not the same things to everyone, but I find that really cool. So I would just say listen to the music and you'll get a pretty good idea of who I am. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to put the links to all your socials and all your music and YouTube and all that sort of stuff into the description um, below. And I am also going to um, tag you and everything like that so you'll know when the podcast is, is out. So thank you so thank much you. for jumping on. Um, and, yeah, maybe I'll see you in one of those bars on Broadway next week. Yeah, I'd love it. <laughs> and I'll tell you all the good food recommendations Amazing. I'll send you a message. Oh, I actually completely forgot my producer, who's my husband, we're Lees. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, she's got the same last name as us. Like, and it's spelt the same way as well. So I was like, maybe there's like a relation connection or something like that. Do you know where your family comes from? Is it Um, British or? My family's from all over. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. A lot of where my family's from is over in like Norway. Oh, okay. in, I'm also a bit German all over. <laughs> I don't know because it is my husband's name that I've taken on, but we yeah. we visited um, my favourite author's cottage in Bath in the UK, Jane Austen, oh. and she has a big family tree in her place and on her family tree there is a Lee. So I was like, yes, I might have married right. into Jane Austen's family. <laughs> right. You know on what? some level. <laughs> There's probably a connection at some way. There's yeah. some branch where there might be a little leaf going in your direction, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm learning more about my my personal family history, but I haven't learned much about the Lee name. Um, but I love right. that sort of stuff. So anyway, it's he fun. was excited about it. it. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, right, there's probably really. a branch in our direction too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We've, I've, we've married into each other. Um, so lovely to meet you. All the best with your new music. I can't wait to just continue to support you and happy International Women's Day. Um, yes, you we, too. We've been calling it International Women in Music's Day. Um, <laughs> I, I love it. Um, but yeah, thank you so much and I look forward to sharing this with everyone. Thank Take you. Care. Thank you for having me. You can blame it. Thanks for joining our songwriter Trist today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Please leave a review and subscribe. To support the podcast or contact me or our guests, please go to the website songwritertrists.com. I'm gone, gone.